Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports. It's Tuesday in Washington, and there are two major scandal stories breaking on the JustTheNews.com website. First up, this just happened overnight. Special Prosecutor, Special Counsel John Durham filed a bombshell, and I do mean a bombshell, court filing, in which he provides proof that in writing... Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Michael Sussman, lied to the FBI in writing. He divulges a previously unknown text message from Michael Sussman to the FBI general counsel at the time, James Baker, in which he says, I'm coming over to bring some of this Trump dirt, but I'm not bringing it over on behalf of any client. I'm doing this as a good American citizen. Uh Uh-oh, that's a lie, because as we now know, he billed the Hillary Clinton campaign for the work on the Alpha Bank false story of Russia collusion. But... He goes a little bit further, John Durham saying, guess what? Later on in life, when Sussman was before the House Intelligence Committee, he switched stories and said, no, I did do it on behalf of a client. So he clearly was lying, and that lying was material. Now, he also backs up the claim that Sussman lied with two sets of FBI executive notes. Former counterintelligence chief Bill Priestap and a deputy counsel, both who wrote in their notes in their first interview with Sussman that he assured them, like he assured Baker, that he had not brought this information over on behalf of any client. We now know that to be true. Smoking gun proof in writing. All that's left for Sussman to do is to try to argue this was not material. I think the special counsel will be able to show that the FBI believed it was material, but a big one. Now, that's the top line of the thing. Now there's a second and very important bigger picture reveal in this. For the first time, John Durham uses the word conspiracy and co-conspirators to describe what went on between the Clinton campaign, its lawyers like Sussman, its research team, 
and some tech executives it was working with. He calls it a joint venture, a conspiracy, and those involved are co-conspirators. He uses the big C word, which would suggest that the Hillary campaign was in a conspiracy to dirty up Donald Trump with what turned out to be false information. That is all in the filing today. It's one of the big stories breaking on Just the News. Everybody's talking about it, but it's not the only one that's out there. We also have a second story that we think is very important. We've written lots about Hunter Biden, about his Burisma dealing, about his China dealings. But what we didn't do is put it together on a timeline. And what we do when we have that, the thousands of pages of documents that we have from the laptop, from the Devon Archer criminal prosecution, all the different cases surrounding Hunter Biden, you see something really jaw-dropping. That is, as Ukraine was entering its first war with Russia, the first Vladimir Putin invasion of Russia, which took over the Crimean region in early 2014, Hunter Biden and his business partners had a plan to cash in on oligarchs on both sides of the conflict. One Russian oligarch, Elena Baderina, where they say in the documents they may have solicited as much as $200 million from her. And then on the other side in Ukraine, the Russian oligarch Mikola Zolchevsky, who the U.S. government considered to be corrupt and wanted investigated for corruption. He's the owner of Brisma. They were so overt that this was really a hedged bet on the war that at one point Hunter Biden, who, by the way, is on a first name basis with Yelena Batarina, the Russian, the one close to uh, Vladimir Putin and his empire. At one point, though, they're so clear that this was a hedge on the war that they write that uh, I'm going to just read you. This is Devin Archer writing Hunter Biden as they're going back and forth about this strategy. He writes, just spent two hours on the phone with Kiev meaning the capital of Ukraine. I am confident at this point that this is a good, if not life-changing deal. So this effort to play the oligarchs and get money is a life-changing deal if Ukraine doesn't collapse in the meantime, meaning if Ukraine didn't fall to Russia in the war. This was a hedged bet to make money on both sides of a conflict, which, by the way, Joe Biden's father had primary policy responsibility. There are extraordinary emails. Remember, a lot of Democrats and their media defenders are saying, listen, there's no evidence, no evidence that Hunter Biden had anything to do with Yelena Batarina. Not true. He was on a first name basis. He called her Yelena. And there are multiple instances where they are talking about making pitches, including for a $40 million real estate deal in New York, other things like a cocoa deal in Latin America. It's Yelena, Yelena, Yelena. There are indications that Hunter Biden had a direct meeting with Yelena and that she invited Yelena to come to Washington to meet with her father, the vice president, at a private restaurant, along with her husband. Yelena Batarina's husband was a rather infamous mayor of Moscow, a man that even the Russians at some point portrayed as corrupt. Again, they've never been charged with any wrongdoing. Elena Batarina eventually in 2018 was sanctioned under Donald Trump. But what is clear is that whether any criminality occurred or not, which, by the way, is the job of the prosecutor in the Hunter Biden case, there is a clear pattern of a corrupt effort to cash in on Joe Biden's name in the middle of a war. Profiting on a war is what these documents basically expose. Check out that story. Hunter Biden sought to cash in with oligarchs during first Russian war on Ukraine record show. It's a detailed long read. Take some time, get a cup of coffee. It's gonna not be a couple minutes, it takes a while. All our documents are embedded. You don't have to trust anything we say. You can go click through in the dig in tool and see everything we have. 
We started to break the story last night on our TV show, and we continued it today. All right, we've got an amazing show today. Three guests back-to-back, all of them on the front lines of the most important news in America right now. Up first, we're going to have Cash Patel, the man who unraveled the Russia collusion story. He's going to react to the immediate breaking news of the John Durham revelations, the smoking gun text message, the using of the conspiracy word. He has a lot to say on that. Then we're going to go to Louisiana, where the current attorney general there, Jeff Landry, has filed a lawsuit against Joe Biden contesting the withdrawal of the Title 42 protections against illegal migrants. A lot of people think that's going to start a wave of historic illegal migration, much larger than the 200,000 that were crossing a month at the height of the summer last year. And also, by the way, Jeff Landry, the attorney general in Louisiana, also had a major win against the Zucker dollars, the Zuck bucks, as we call them, this money that was routed to the election judges in 2020. He got an initial ruling involving the Center for Tech and Civic Life, which was the conduit for all of that money, 350 to $400 million, as people have estimated it. So Jeff Landry's up. And then finally, we're going to finish up with our good friend, Tom Fitton. Of course, he'll talk about Durham. Of course, he'll talk about Hunter Biden. But also, we want to ask him about a major ruling he won Friday in California, where a judge struck down at Judicial Watch's request a law that required corporate boards to have sort of quotas for minorities and LGBTQ board members. The judge ruled that that violated the California Constitution's Equal Protection Clause, a major win against a law that was one of the showcase critical theory movements in California, the boardroom movement. He's going to be talking about that as well as all the other things we're certainly going to talk about today. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. First up, when we come back, Cash Patel, followed by Attorney General Jeff Landry of Louisiana, and then finishing up with the one and the only Tom Fitton right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? 
Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We still have that big breaking news and no better person to help make sense of it then the guy who unraveled the Russia collusion narrative with Devin Nunes and a handful of other members of Congress, Cash Patel is in the house. Cash, what do you make of this big filing by John Durham? John, I'm so glad you're covering it. It's like, uh, you know, we pick up where we left off five years ago and every day since. Uh, this filing finally shows, I think, two things. One, John Durham has finally laid out that this is, as he calls it, a joint venture conspiracy between uh, Fusion GPS the law firm Perkins Coie and Sussman, the indicted individual, the Hillary Clinton campaign, the media, and Joffe, the tech executive. All of them colluding in August of 2016, as shown by their own emails and their own text messages, um, uh, which are being produced by John Durham. And secondly, I think the biggest takeaway is that Michael Sussman has just been nuked by his own sworn congressional testimony um, which coincidentally I happen to take. You uh, did. You the were the council taking that. Yeah. So I think those are the two big things, John. Yeah, it really is. Let's talk about that text message because since the indictment, the Democratic defenders, including many in the media, have tried to cast doubt on John Durham, saying, "Well, it's a misunderstanding. It's a it's a technical lie that has no meaning. There's no proof he said it. It's different recollections." Now written in stone in a text message, Michael Sussman is captured falsely telling the FBI general counsel, I'm bringing some dirt over and I'm not doing it on behalf of any client. How big a piece of evidence, is that smoking gun evidence? Is that what a prosecutor normally calls smoking gun evidence? So me as a former federal prosecutor, John, when you have a, someone who's charged with lying and you literally have him on the record saying one thing, the car is not going fast. And then you have him under sworn testimony saying, the car is going fast. It doesn't get any better than that because the jury is going to see both written recorded statements. How are they going to weasel out of that? How yeah. are they going to say he wasn't representing the Hillary Clinton campaign and that he didn't intentionally lie to the FBI general counsel, his friend, by the way, who he could have confided in. Oh, and who he was texting ahead of time. What John Durham has keyed up, keened in on is that Michael Sussman was planning this thing so methodically not only did he just lie, he lied with intent and planning. He did not want the FBI to know he was working for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He did not think that his billing records from the Clinton campaign would ever be uh, exposed and made public, nor did he think that his deposition under oath to me when he was actually telling the truth about who he was working for and what he was doing that work for would ever affect his light, uh, life because, you know, these government, these typical government guys – they think they're above the law. And you know what brings them down, John, always? 
their own text messages and their own yeah. emails, just like you've reported over the years. It's it's amazing. This is in stone cold writing, and it's going to be hard for Sussman now because he told you one thing. Yeah, I was doing it on behalf of a client. I even consulted the client, right? That's what he told you. Right. And then he, he tells the FBI, I did it. And then let's get to this idea of concealment because there's a thing in uh, criminal law called uh, consciousness of guilt. And we now have yep. multiple things where it the government has now proven there was concealment. Michael Sussman falsely tells the FBI, I'm not bringing this uh, dirt on Donald Trump uh, having a secret uh, communications channel with the Kremlin, by the way. President Trump didn't have that kind of thing. It was bogus. But I'm not bringing it over on behalf of any client. I'm doing this uh, and on the goodness of my heart. So that's the first piece of it. <laughs> now we know the, the Clinton campaign went out of its way to hide the Christopher Steele funding, hiding it as legal consulting fees to Perkins Coie when, in fact, it was really opposition research. They pay a fine last week. They, you know, the FEC catches them red-handed. The Clinton campaign knew what it was doing was wrong, didn't they? Isn't that what these pieces show? That's it, John. That's just it. Remember, for years, the fake news media co- collaborated with the Clinton campaign, who collaborated with a Russian asset and American companies who had access to the White House to set up servers to mine and surveil a president. All of these people have now been caught with their $10 multi-million plan to go and hatch an Alpha Bank server conspiracy, which, if you look at John Durham's indictment, literally shows that the people involved in that who were hired to do that said there is no evidence to support this. We cannot do it. But Rodney Jaffe forced it through anyway, because the, as the pleading says by John Durham, he had enough sway with the Hillary Clinton campaign that these people were afraid of not doing what he said. And the whole Russia gate, you know, you and I have been talking about it for so long. We but have the Americans, five years, been, five years of demanding accountability. And this is the base of the pyramid, John, for John Durham, the special counsel to come out swinging and say, by law, all of these individuals and companies acted as a joint venture conspiracy. We knew it. He's proven it. We knew it because we used the facts back then. And um, now finally they're becoming evidence in a court of law, a federal criminal case against the lead lawyer for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Uh, I see uh, probably he will not take a, a plea in this case because they'll never allow him to admit it, but he's going to go down guilty as charged here. Yeah, such an important moment in this case. And here's the thing I think I've learned about John Durham. He just puts out enough uh, to get you know to the next stage. And then when the other side says, oh, you're lying, you're a bad prosecutor, you're cheating, you're violating attorney-client privilege, he says, oh, yeah, watch this. And then boom, he drops something like the text message, which, you know, could have been in the original indictment but it wasn't um and uh, i think uh, we're we're beginning to see the 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 ex- extraordinary nature of how durham is he's very methodical he's very patient he plays his cards close to the vest he's not a leaker like a james comey um it, it this is a real seasoned pro prosecutor professional prosecutor compared to some of the examples that we've seen over the last decade where the justice department fumbled things for political or other reasons um where does this lead when you hear the c word conspiracy because it's the first time he's used it in connection with this where do you think that leads next well as you 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 hit it right on the head it's a conspiracy we always knew this wasn't orchestrated by one person by two person by three person but by groups of individuals by plots of money around america by the media by fusion gps by corrupt fbi agents 
Lisa Page, Peter Strzok, Andy McCabe, but it also leads more to others involved in this entire larger conspiracy, like the Jake Sullivans of the world, who told me under oath um, back when we were taking his Russiagate investigation that he knew nothing. He was running the Hillary Clinton campaign, but had no idea where all the tens of millions of dollars was going. And he and Sussman knew nothing about the dossier. I don't buy it for one second, John, who, by the way, I remind your audience, Jake Sullivan was a guy who texted, and this is um, in the John Durham pleading. He tweeted out that, uh, oh, look, Trump-Russia collusion as proven by the Alpha Bank server, breaking right. news story. You mean the one you guys paid for and the one your lawyer is now indicted with? You're saying you knew nothing about, even though your lawyer bills your campaign tens of millions of dollars for it? That's the one you're saying you're surprised about? I think Jake Sullivan's got a lot of problems for his testimony under oath to Congress and perjuring himself. Yeah, and, you know, the question that we all should focus on is how high up does this go? All right, we now have one of the top lawyers to Hillary Clinton in this. We've got Jake Sullivan mentioned. We've got the Fusion GPS. But let's remind everybody the most extraordinary of all things. That, you know, there is an intercept that President Obama's told about in July that the FBI's told about it in yeah. September 16, where it says Hillary Clinton herself approved the whole plan to dirty up mm -hmm. Donald Trump with this for, for uh, Russia. Do you think at the Sussman trial, it gets all the way to Hillary Clinton in this case? I think it, not in terms of an indictment, John, but I do think in terms of naming indicted co-conspirators and named individuals who are part of the greater plan or plot, the Hillary Clinton campaign is inextricably intertwined in this entire campaign or this indictment. And so there's no way her name doesn't come up. And John Durham has specifically gone to great lengths to say, He's going to introduce witnesses, possibly such as Christopher Steele himself, yeah. the counsel of the FBI, the assistant director of counter intel at the FBI, who I believe is Bill Priestap, is yep. coming in to say, those are my notes in John Durham's pleading. And those notes say Michael Sussman told us he was not working on behalf of a candidate or campaign. So this is pretty damning evidence. It's the written word of federal law enforcement agents. It's the written word of the defendant himself. You almost never get such good evidence in a, in a federal prosecution. And when you have it, as we say in the, in the courtroom, when you have both the facts and the law, you just hit, hit them both with two hammers and hand it off to the jury for a conviction. Yeah, there's no doubt. This was a moment that's going to be remembered for a long time. It's, it's such a significant revelation. And uh, I don't know, does it change the strategy of the um, defense now that, you know, he can no longer say it was a misunderstanding. That's out the door. Yeah, I mean, look, we, you and I have talked about that before. I think the defense strategically made a number of blunders by trying to get out in front and filing all these motions first. You, John Durham, aren't going to give us enough discovery. And he's like, okay, here's all the discovery you want. And by the way, thanks, now I get to tell the public. And then they were like, whoa, 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 no, don't. I don't, uh, I don't want that anymore. Now, as they're gearing up for trial and, and the defense filed their motion to dismiss, which was a farce, John Durham came over the top and said, no problem. Here's my pre-trial motion. This is what I'm going to do at trial. This is my evidence. It's all the things we talked about. And I think they've just boxed their client into a very narrow defense that they say that the, uh, the lie is not material. And if you look at this pleading, it could not be more material. Yeah. Um, he, he, he literally plotted with multiple people over the course of months and months and months to the tune of millions of dollars to make sure Trump was connected to Russia falsely, that the media got it, and Hillary paid for it. Yeah. How you can say that lie about not going to the FBI with that information and say you weren't representing a campaign is not material. 
is something that I don't believe any jury is going to buy. And yeah. so he's boxed into a canyon. And, um, and look, this is just the beginning, John. You and I have said it. This is the, the base of the pyramid. We believe John Durham's got more coming. And the fact that he is, he is this meticulous in this one case against Michael Sussman leads me to believe he's got a lot of people lined up um, that he's going to take out. Yeah, there, there are certainly hints when you start using the C word, conspiracy word, or the he uses co-conspirator, that, you know, that some of the people here should be considered as co-conspirators, he said. That is a pretty significant escalation of the theory of the case right now. I want to remind folks of one other thing. In, the, in two filings ago, huh? Durham said he was prepared to bring senior FBI executives, people like Baker and Priestap, I assume, and others, to testify that if... Sussman had told him he was dropping off this information on behalf of Donald Trump's opponent, Hillary Clinton, it would have affected their equation, how they would have handed it, and even whether they would have opened up an investigation on it based on who it came from. So he's prepared to show the consequence of this false statement that has been made. Mm -hmm. Pretty remarkable to see all that in the court filings. It is, John. And thanks to your outstanding, relentless reporting. Uh, where you just took it, um, you know, on the on the face and on the head for reporting the facts. <laughs> it almost reads as if John Durham's just just going, hey, what did John Solomon write over the last uh, five years? That's what I'm- it's a lot bigger than that. <laughs> I mean, the work you did, the work Devin did, the work uh, Devin Nunes did, that uh, Jim Jordan did, Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson got us those famous text messages between yeah. Page and Strike. Mm-hmm. It was a group of people that, and every one of them, yourself, look at Devin, had to go through an ethics investigation. Ron Johnson was been smeared relentlessly, only recently to be vindicated on Hunter Biden. The small group that took this on have all taken a lot of incoming missiles, but the facts have more all of us out that we were on to the truth. That's all we wanted. We weren't trying to smear anyone. We were trying to get to the truth. And now it seems that's like it. it's finally coming out. That's that's literally it, John. And that's that's because guys like me and you and Devin and Jim and Rick and Johnny Ratcliffe and all these people, they put the mission first. That's what we signed up to do is the mission and the truth, because that's what we owe the American people when we have these jobs of privilege. And the Democrats and the Hillary Clinton campaign have shown finally, or have been finally shown to show, uh, that they don't believe in that, that they believe in politics over our freedom and our security. And now they got caught and they're going to get, they got indicted and now they're going to go to prison. Yeah. There's definitely some big consequences ahead. It's been a long time coming, but you can now begin to see the real outlines of this case. It'll be darn interesting to see if Christopher Steele testifies in this trial. A lot of people will be looking for that. (laughs) (laughs) It'll probably be a little different than the ABC news interview. He got, got away with a few months ago. Yeah. Might go wait in line uh, a week ahead of time to sit in on that. One. Absolutely. <laughs> That's going to be must watch court TV. Well, Cash, uh, again, on behalf of our nation, because you started this, you were the one in the trenches digging this evidence out against a fierce storm of Democrats trying to smear you, stop you, block you, obstruct you. Uh, history will show that your work was so instrumental in us seeing this, uh, being able to prove this weaponization of law enforcement, this political dirty trick that later corrupted the entire legal system. Uh, uh, we have a grateful nation that really owes you a lot for that that tireless and hard work that you did. No, oh, that's too kind of you, John. And I'm just trying to uh, keep up uh, with the likes of you and your fantastic reporting. So to your audience, they better stay tuned because we're just getting going. Yeah. <laughs> so go out there, read the depositions, read everything online. Um, at just news that John put. And by the way, check us out at Truth Social um, at Jay Solomon Reports and at Cash. 
we're crushing it over there, John. It's amazing how quickly that platform has become uh, such an important discussion platform. The engagement of people is off the chart. And it's starting to look like the Twitter of old, when we, you know, back in 17, 18, 19, when we didn't get uh, censored, you know, you could see real engagement and readers were interested and you could communicate with them. And truth has begun to re- replicate that extraordinary moment in social media before the, the big tech censors came along. And so check us out at Truth for sure. And also, don't forget, fightwithcash.com, right? That's it. Thanks, John. Yeah, yeah. fightwithcash.com. We filed a lawsuit for a young man the other week who was defamed. We got a lot more coming, but we need your support. And we're going to put this podcast and so much content up on fightwithcash.com and over on Truth Social at Cash. Check us all out. I appreciate you always, John, giving me a second to, to plug my foundation. I really, uh, it's my passion project. It's doing a lot of good and helping a lot of people who got caught up in some false uh, smearing. And so we're very, very lucky. Cash, we'll have you back on soon. I have a funny feeling John Durham isn't quite done yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my friend. Good to talk to you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Jeff Landry, the attorney general from Louisiana, who just filed an epic lawsuit against Joe Biden, trying to stop him from rolling back the Title 42 protections against illegal immigrants coming across the border. You're going to want to hear what he has to say. A lot of news on that. Also, he just scored a big win against Mark Zuckerberg and the Zuckerberg dollars. Cover both of that right after the commercial break. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale. Four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.us slash Just News. That's AMAC.us forward slash Just News. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. 
You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. A very special guest. He's the attorney general from the great state of Louisiana. The man that just won a big ruling against Mark Zuckerberg's Center for Tech and Civic Life and who just sued President Biden to keep uh, the president from withdrawing that Title 42 restrictions that have kept illegal aliens from flooding across the border. He's joining us right now, Attorney General Jeff Landry. Mr. Uh, General Landry, great to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. It's always a pleasure to be with you and your listeners. We really enjoy doing the show. Thank you so very much Uh, for your time. These are historic uh, court actions. Uh, Let's start with the lawsuit, because a lot of people are so worried that this border is about to be overrun in a historic way. Tell us why you and a couple of other of the attorney generals jumped in and sued to block this. Well, you know, I think this is, again, more of an exhibit uh, for the American people when to realize what the Democratic Party's politics are and President Biden's politics are, which is a continuation from the Obama years where they grant greater rights to non-citizens than they do to our own citizens. And this is a classic example. So here we had a rule that was implemented by President Trump during the pandemic, which basically restricted the ability for people coming from outside the country into the country, which is also used to, to consistently for illegal immigration as well, right? And so because of the pandemic, they tightened down the rules, which again, it made sense during the time, during that time. So now President Biden is saying for non-citizens, there's no pandemic. But for the average citizens, there still is a pandemic because when you go to the airport or you get on a public bus, you have to be, uh, you have to wear a mask. Those that are serving in the armed forces have to be vaccinated, right? So American citizens are still under the thumb of the government in regards to the pandemic. But if you're a non-citizen, well, not so. And so that's why we sue. Because again, this is supposed to be about equity, right? This is supposed to be about what's equal under the law. Yeah, and that's exactly it. And uh, it's an unequal treatment. I mean, there are some states where students are still being forced to wear masks, you know, US citizen students being forced to wear masks. And now, illegal aliens may just flood across the border. Um, how do you think this will fare in the court? How will the, the, the judges and courts look at this, you think? You know, I don't know. Uh, it's going to be interesting how the courts are going, going to deal with this matter. But look, it needed to be brought before the courts. The courts have to address this issue because you're right. There's going to be a flood of people coming across the border. They estimate almost a half a million could possibly come in in one month. I mean, think about this. How, over half a million people have been waiting, or, you know, trying to get in um, uh, in Mexico. Again, th- we still have not addressed the whole immigration issue, and that's the problem. And so this is our, our opportunity to get the courts to square it, 
right, to say exactly what the law is and and whether or not citizens should be treated just like non-citizens. And so, you know, we'll take our chances with the court. We'll see what it says. And then, I'll, you know, at some point I'll be back on the show explaining to you what the judge did. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. It's going to be an interesting one. I assume they'll have to move quickly because the lifting is in May. And so a crisis is literally on the horizon. Um, When you think about that number, I mean, people were shocked when we had 200,000 cross the border late last year, which was, you know, two, three, four decade highs. Half million a month would be, you know, overwhelming. How serious is an issue is this for states, not only at the border, but in, in, in the interior of the country where these migrants are moving very quickly after they illegally cross the border? Well, I mean, look, again, we know the amount of pressure that this puts on states and their budgets and their services. Again, it's unfair. It's uncalled for. The federal government should absolutely be taking care of the immigration problem. It's been ongoing now for decades. Uh, But again, when you think about the cost to the average taxpayer on these types of policies, it really is staggering. And remember, they're taking away services from ordinary citizens, people who came into the country and got their citizenship the right way, where they followed the rules. And, and, and again, that's part of what we've been saying. You know, John, it's ridiculous that the federal government can't get their act together. We can't seal the border and we can't have a solid immigration policy that allows people to come into this country the right way and ensure that you follow the rules. I mean, think about the rising crime that we have and the number of crimes, violent crime that's been being committed by illegal aliens. Yeah, no, the, the statistics are off the chart. And another fascinating thing, I just interviewed President Trump uh, last week, and he said, listen, one of the one of the things, and you go check the statistics, he's right on the money, like one out of every four person who has crossed the border has committed a prior crime. So they could be a sex offender, they could be a, a prior illegal immigrant, they could have been a drunk driver. So the, the large percentage of the people crossing the border already have a history of criminality as they try to get back into the country now. Uh, that has to concern someone like you whose you know, job it is to protect the safety of all the great Louisianans. That, why doesn't the Biden administration see what everyday Americans see? Why are they so disconnected from the reality that people don't want illegal aliens and they don't want criminal aliens in their communities? They're not really concerned about that. They don't care about that. They're just looking for a voting block and they're looking to destabilize the country. I mean, that's all you can garner from that. You know, I mean, think about the way that they conducted the elections back in 2020, the way that, you know, certain states are basically allowing non-citizens the right to vote. Uh, Think about the the amount of burden that it puts on particular states. We've talked about the crime. You know, one of the things you you didn't mention that I know you've mentioned before is, is the amount of drugs and human trafficking that is uh, that is coming across the border. I mean, they just think about that. Fentanyl. We've got an opioid epidemic. That the pandemic, the numbers during the pandemic and after has only multiplied, right? So, like there were like a hundred thousand opioid-related deaths last year. I mean, they, I mean, those numbers are staggering. And again, the majority of those drugs are pouring in across a very porous border based upon the fact that we have an administration who, who wants no border. They want an open border policy. 
I mean, just think about that for a second, the type of people that are going to come across the border unchecked. And I say this all the time. Here's, here's the best example in the world. How many people do you know, right? How many people do you know that don't have a front door, right, at their home? Yeah. I don't know anyone. Nope. We like to keep one. safe. <laughs> right. And then, and then so think about it. So you say, okay, Jeff, I don't, know, I don't know any person. I have no friends that don't have a front door. Do you have any friends who don't have a lock on their front door, right? I mean, there's a reason why you have a front door. There's a reason why you have a lock on that door so that you can let people in and out of your house as you choose based upon who you want in your home, right? That's what a, what, what a strong border does. That's one of the things that President Trump consistently said. It wasn't that he was against immigration. He was for legal immigration and not for an open border policy because of all of the reasons we talked about before. Right. Yeah, no doubt. All right, let me switch gears because this is almost as epically important. Uh, big win in the lawsuit against Mark Zuckerberg's uh, Center for Civic Life, uh, uh, Tech and Civic Life. That's the group that dumped three, four, five hundred, four hundred million dollars in money to the election judges, the referees of the judges in 2020. Tell us what happened and why it is significant for the future of elections. Well, what Mark Zuckerberg did was rig the election. I mean, we know that now. In fact. The Citizens United has a documentary coming out today that people can go to rig2020.com right. and watch. And basically what Mark Zuckerberg did, he spent more money. One single individual spent more money on that election than the Democrat National Committee. And he did it in a very unique way. He, he, he found the creases in the seams and he found a way to manipulate the laws in Louisiana, we saw it coming. We filed suit against him, right? We kept a bulk of the money out of the state of Louisiana. Right. Uh, we, we, and, and then we had a judge who didn't agree with us that said, oh, well, I think these clerks can take this money. And so we took that case to the Louisiana Third Circuit Court of Appeal, and we had a three-judge panel, and in a 3-0 decision, they sent it back to the courts and said no the state has a right to bring this case forward, and we believe the kind of virtue signaled that these that, that these source this, this source of funding could be prohibited under state law. And so we look forward to going to the trial court and 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 basically com, uh, conducting discovery and doing some depositions so we can see what exactly is going on. I think that this is the most important part of that, John, is the fact that people should realize. The government is not there to entice people to go vote. The government's job is to ensure that every legal voter has an opportunity to go to the polls and that every legal vote is counted. It is not the government's job to entice people to go vote. And Mark Zuckerberg and them found a way to be able to, whether, you know, again, whether they were legal votes or not is questionable. But here's the deal. He spent more money than the Democrat National Committee, single individual. And look, very scathing report out of Wisconsin, where the independent, uh, um, an independent special prosecutor right. who was a former Wisconsin Supreme Court justice wrote a 150-page blistering report, which I read, that basically said he could be held, he could have violated Wisconsin's election bribery laws. 
That's criminal. That is amazing. And we know a lot more today than we did in October when we filed that suit. So, look, I'm excited. I mean, the court got it right. Um, we do not need this kind of, of, of activity in our election system. It's corrosive. It, it, all it does is, 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 is make people leery about our system. Uh, and then it, it breeds discredibility within the government. And so we don't need it. If you're going to have a democracy, the elections have to be fair. They have to be transparent. And we have to know that every legal vote is going to be counted. Yeah, there's no doubt. When you hear all of the reaction, Democrats try to justify this money as, oh, this is fine. We were just trying to help out during COVID. But in fact, you know, the evidence that's out there now shows that when Mark Zuckerberg's group gave this money, they were specifically making uh, requirements like get out the vote. Certain constituencies in Green Bay, Wisconsin, they were told go get African-American, Hispanic and Hmong voters registered. Um, you don't have any doubt that the, 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 the money that was coming in had more than just good governance attached to it, right? It had objectives related to get out the vote. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think that what we're going, that what you, you see, and I, we would hope that every state conducts an audit as to how the money exactly was spent, because the money was supposed to be earmarked originally for PPE and to make the election so say safer based upon the pandemic that they used as an excuse. And we know if you just read the Wisconsin report, if you watch Citizens United's documentary that's coming out today, that, that basically that money was not used there. That money was used to be able to manipulate state law in a way that they could harvest ballots. And that is problematic. It, if, it's, if it is legal, it should not be legal, right? So if it's, if it's lawful, it certainly is, it is awful. But I think, I think that in many states, you would find that they actually broke the law. Yeah, I think that that's what a lot of people are thinking. Certainly, that's what Justice Gableman said uh, in Wisconsin with his investigation. Uh, General Landry, it's always an honor to have you on. These are such important things you're doing. You're you're actually writing an annal of history about the right of states over a big government. And uh, we can't wait to get you back on and stay on top of these cases as they progress through the courts. Well, thank you so much. Really do enjoy it. It's always a pleasure. And hopefully we'll get an injunction on the Title 42 rule that we filed the lawsuit. And when we do, we'll be back on the show. Absolutely. We would love that. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. Okay, take care. Bye now. All right, right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, more guests, more discussion, some big bombshell revelations in court today in the John Durham case. We'll have all that right after this. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. 
Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back. So glad to invite this great friend of the show. He is on the front lines. His group has filed some of the most important FOIA lawsuits, some of my work that I've done on uh, Russia collusion or Hunter Biden came directly from the FOIAs at the great work of Judicial Watch. He is a man fighting for freedom. And this week he secured a massive historic ruling in California. We want to talk about that, plus all the developments in John Durham. Joining me right now, the one and only Tom Fitton. Tom, great to have you on. Good to be with you, John. Thanks for having me. I want to get to Durham, but first I want to focus on this extraordinary ruling in a California court uh, that struck down California's laws, unconstitutional, that was requiring corporate boards of publicly traded companies to have sort of quotas of, of certain uh, racial and, and gender and uh, LBGDQ uh, genders. You got that struck down. Tell us how important a ruling that is. Well, you know, to describe it like that, John, you know, it tells you what the legal problems are, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, you, you know, quotas are, are not generally allowed and uh, because they're discriminatory, they violate at least California's constitution. So what happened is California passed the law initially to require quotas for based on gender. We challenged that. That went to trial. We're still waiting for a verdict there. And then they expanded the law with the subsequent version of it that included certain numbers be met on uh, boards of directors uh, based on people identify as minorities, certain ethnicities, and LGBT status. And, you know, we're representing taxpayers in California have the right to challenge the expenditure of funds for illegal activities, and discrimination is contrary to the California Constitution. Right. And the court agreed. And, you know, and the court had a decision that came out. I mean, it was a one-page decision, but then he issued a lengthier ruling so, you know, we, we don't treat people based on uh, as uh, on membership in groups. You know, the first thing you do is you treat someone as an individual under the law. And you want deprive people based on, you know, when you deprive individuals based on their membership in groups, you're you're running afoul of the Constitution. Yeah. And, you know, why, why you know, and, and the fact that we're having to argue this in the year 2022. <laughs> it is extraordinary, isn't it? It shows you just how far the left has gone yeah. from pretending to be against discrimination to attacking, to, to promoting. Yeah, they are. They, that's exactly really what this case is, right? It's the proof that the left who used to say they were fighting discrimination, they're actually the discriminators right now. They're actually mandating quotas and mandating outcomes. And uh, at the end of the day, I assume the most important cause of the state and for that matter, federal constitution is equal protection, right? People aren't equally protected if there's a quota or mandate system in place. Um, were you surprised? I mean, everyone jokes about the California courts being just as loony as a state, but this judge was pretty darn clear. There wasn't any equivocation in his ruling. No, it was a straightforward analysis. Look, you know, look, <laughs> they passed the law knowing it was constitutionally infirm. Yep. And they did it anyway because they're radical leftists. And, you know, you from their perspective, you advance and you do what you can to advance and the law and the Constitution be danged. Isn't that amazing? It really is. And yeah, well, it's uh, you. Thank God you were there and Judicial Watch was there. Because, you know, what was interesting, John, no company individually came forward and challenged this law. Isn't that amazing? It's they, not surprising. Yeah. But it's concerning. So what do you take from that, that these companies are so afraid of the woke revolution that they don't want to stick their head up even when, when there's something illegal involved? Right. I mean, what company is going to come out and say, well, we don't want to be forced to hire people based on race? 
you know, that you know what will happen, right, with this cancel culture and such. So this is a radical attack, and this is disturbing because it's not just in California, but you have this pernicious effort to kind of throw out decades of anti-discrimination law. The federal constitution provides equal protection under the law, the 14th Amendment specifically. Right. And you see in California that was under direct attack. You have the president of the United States selecting a candidate for the Supreme Court, and he boasts that he engaged in race and sex discrimination. He doesn't call it that. Right. But it's pretty clear he excluded people based on their race and sex. Oh, there's no doubt. Never, right? never been done, at least in recent memory. Yeah. So um, this is this is a serious assault on the laws that really try to keep us together, right? They do. That, you know, you go to get a job or apply for a position that you're treated according to your merit. Right. And your background and your qualifications, not on your membership in a group. It is remarkable that it was attempted. It is just as remarkable, I think, uh, that it got struck down. And um, it is a win for fairness, equal protection in this country and uh, a loss for those who want to run past the law to achieve some political outcome for their base. And I think that's uh, right. right. I mean, you know, this was critical theory as applied. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Great point. That really is. This is the ultimate uh, exhibition of it. There's no doubt. Yeah. You have been such a cogent voice on Russia collusion and the weaponization of law enforcement, the uh, hijacking of an election through a false narrative. Overnight, uh, John Durham dropped a pretty significant court filing. So the other side's been shooting at him saying, oh, he doesn't really have any proof that Michael Sussman, the Clinton campaign lawyer, lied. And uh, this is really just a misunderstanding that's been criminalized. And we want this dismissed. And John Durham said, no problem. I'll show you some of my cards. Oh, I have a text message where Michael Sussman is in writing lying. Two, I have testimony where he says something opposite. So he clearly lied. And three, guess what? I'm prepared to show when we go to court, he used the C word. We had a conspiracy, a joint venture to smear Donald Trump that included the Hillary Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, which includes Steele, uh, and the the Clinton lawyers. And uh, everyone that was involved in it should be considered a co-conspirator. Your reaction to that very broad sweeping declaration. Well, uh, it's important that we got this additional evidence for the public interest. Now, the lawyers for Sussman, who, again, was the number two lawyer for Hillary Clinton's campaign, or maybe the co-number one, for want of a better way of putting it, you know, their lawyers have already been out there. They knew what the government has, right? That's right. And they said, well, you know, even if he lied, it wasn't material to the FBI's investigation. That's right. And uh, so they kind of knew this was coming down the pike. And it shows you that, you know, the media's willingness to kind of buy into the defense operation for the Clinton operation, you know, shows you that they, I guess them getting burned time and time again is no problem for them when you're an activist. You just, you know, you take your loss and you move on because there's other work to be done. And, you know, the media needs to be taking this more seriously. And uh, it, it further confirms to me the reality that, this isn't about Sussman. It's about the Clinton campaign. Yep. And the Clinton campaign is the target of a criminal investigation. And the head of the Clinton campaign is Hillary Clinton. So the questions the public should have is, was Hillary Clinton questioned on this directly before a grand jury? Will she be? Who else in the Democratic National Committee uh, was questioned on this? Because this is a joint operation. You've got, again, this other um, this other indict, uh, this other individual who was indicted who wrote the dossier in large measure lied, made stuff up, is a Russian operative. 
who was questioned about what they knew and when about the nature and veracity of the dossier and these other fake allegations. And it's not like he only went to, and, you know, I, I don't know if the government is prepared to argue that Sussman knew it was a lie, that Trump really, uh, there was a Trump connection, at least computer-wise, right. with Russia. But they kind of did know it was a lie. It's pretty clear. Yeah, whether, you know, right. He's not being tried on that, but... But they all knew this was this was uh, garbage, and they marketed it uh, to law enforcement. And I don't know about you, John. I mean, I'm sure you've communicated with federal law enforcement as a reporter. You convey information. You get information. Uh, the idea that I would go to the FBI with fake information about a political opponent, I'd fear for going to the pokey for it. I mean, I wouldn't do it morally, right. uh, but it, it's just an obviously illegal. Yeah, it is remarkable. And the body of evidence now that Durham is going to show uh, Sussman's lie includes not only his text message to James Baker, the then general counsel, there are two senior FBI officials who sat in his interview when he came in who also recorded his direct claim. This is the assistant director for counterintelligence and the deputy general counsel. Both took notes saying uh, he said he wasn't doing this on behalf of a client. It is locked in stone. And what I think we're going to see is you're going to see John Durham come in and bring all these FBI agents saying we might never never have even opened up on this. We probably would have taken a very different approach if we knew this was coming from the Hillary Clinton campaign as a client of Sussman. So, yeah, you know, but, uh, you know, if I'm if I'm Sussman's defense counsel. Yep. I'd be like, well, you knew what we were doing. <laughs> well, that that's the big question, you, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, you, are you kidding me? You didn't know who I was working for? Yeah. How many other lawyers do you meet with yeah. who, who, quote, have information? That's right. Especially the general counsel, because the general counsel is not supposed to be an evidentiary taking point. No, he's providing administrative legal advice on policies and procedures. Yeah, everything about this smell to the high heavens, as you called it out so so early on. I want to go to one part of this, because at the end of the day, the ultimate accountability here belongs to the candidate who allowed this to go on under her campaign. And uh, right now, it's been, been about the lawyers and have been uh, about the Christopher Steele and the contractors and, and the, the source of Christopher Steele. But Everybody must remember that extraordinary piece of evidence that, that John Ratcliffe declassified before he left as the director of national intelligence, uh, a briefing that Barack Obama got saying Hillary Clinton approved a plan to dirty up Donald Trump on this Russia collusion stuff. And then the FBI getting a similar memo from the CIA, very detailed, saying, hey, guys, be careful. Hillary, there, we have evidence that Hillary Clinton ordered this sort of dirty trick to take away her uh, attention from her email scandals. Knowing that that's in the backdrop, do you think that Hillary Clinton's name comes up at the trial of Michael Sussman? Well, you know, that's a legal question for the prosecutors. Our experience with uh, the Justice Department and Hillary Clinton is they're afraid of her. They're afraid of how she plays before uh, juries here in the District of Columbia. I think this is a, a Sussman that's here in the district. And so they may be hesitant to kind of bring her in because of that. I mean, I've, you know, look, I, I reviewed and just watched it obtained the indictment memos for Hillary Clinton for lying to a grand jury during right. the Whitewater Whitewater. Yeah. And there was no doubt she they had her dead to rights, but yep. they were afraid that there would be a standard that the jury would uh, put in place for her that they wouldn't be able to meet that no other defendant would have to meet. Uh, you know, no other defendant would get the benefit of. Right. So I tend to think they're a little bit more cautious about Hillary Clinton than we might like them to be. But, um, you know, because their goal is to get the conviction or to get a plea agreement in the end, in theory. You know, but Hillary is doing her darndest to make herself a part of this story. 
Because one of the other things that I noticed in a hearing last week that Politico covered, right. that the, uh, one of uh, Durham's prosecutors highlighted that the DNC and Hillary Clinton's campaign was withholding information from the prosecutors based on privilege. Yep. And I'm not sure if they're fighting that still, uh, but isn't that curious? Now, you know, the same Justice Department's trying to put people in jail for asserting privileges to withhold documents, i.e. Steve Bannon. January 6th committee wants them to put a whole other, whole other list of people in jail. But now the Clinton campaign is hiding records from Durham about what it knew and when about this operation to smear Trump. That, to me, is as big as anything we've heard. Yep, you're right. It is. Obstruction on top of everything else. This is from a woman that 25 years ago had the Rose Law Firm billing records in her White House residence while they were under grand jury subpoena and allegedly missing. They were sitting right under her nose. There is a long pattern of the Clintons in the Justice Department, as you as you rightly point out. One last thing I want to uh, ask about, and then I want to turn to just Hunter Biden for one question, but there is in this filing numerous emails where the people who are perpetrating, putting together the concept that maybe there was a secret Kremlin channel, they're casting doubt on the quality of the evidence. There is one email that says, the best we can draw from this, the best case we can draw from this data that we have is an inference, that's all it is. Uh, Other people said, I think it's a red herring, that's a word they use. Another one said, I could fill out a sales form on two websites, faking the other's email address and cause these same communications with the DNS. So there were lots of warnings before uh, Sussman walks this allegation into the FBI among the team that was advising him, saying, I'm, we're a little worried this may not be true. How might that play to a jury when they hear that? Well, it certainly suggests that there was, you know, it highlights the motive in hiding the nature of the sourcing. If it was a Clinton operation, you're going to be even more skeptical. And some of the doubts that were, you're hiding from the FBI would be subject to disclosure because they'd be like, okay, well, who, who were you talking to? Who in the, you know, what was going on here? And, it, and that obviously didn't happen in a significant way. Yeah. You know, what I think is, is interesting as well is, you know, how did these folks figure those things out? You know, what resources were they using? And, you know, we uncovered separately, they, uh, some of those operatives were, were contracted with DARPA where they, they used were. Defense department resources to access this DNS data. Yeah. You know, but on the other hand, John, this is just like the dossier. Yep. The dossier it on its face was obviously garbage. And the allegation that, oh, someone's computer was talking to another, in my view, as a layman is obviously garbage because we all know enough about computers. That doesn't mean anything to anyone. Yep. Because it happened, you know, it could happen for, as they were highlighting, for all sorts of non, you know, non-serious reasons. Yeah. Oh, you're exactly right. Last question, because you've also been so important in freeing up records in the Hunter Biden scandal. Uh, This morning, we published a story that puts out more than a thousand pages of communications between Hunter Biden and his business partners uh, that lay out exactly how they targeted two oligarchs in the middle of the last Russian war in Ukraine. People forget 2014, Russia invaded Ukraine the first time on Joe Biden's watch, uh, taking and annexing essentially the Crimea region. While that's going on, as that, as that whole process is playing out, Hunter Biden is, is targeting two oligarchs, one a Ukrainian, one a Russian, and trying to get money from both of them 
And they even talk about they know the war is the, the deciding factor here, and they hope the heck that Russia d- uh, doesn't defeat Ukraine because it might scuttle the deal of a lifetime, as they call it. And then later, one of their business partner goes to the court and said, listen, let me tell you what was going on during the uh, Russia-Crimean war. They were telling these oligarchs, pay us money and we'll get you access in Washington. It was, according to this business partner of a Hunter Biden, a guy named John Galanis, he says it flatly, this was an influence peddling operation. To see that now, about a week ago, the Democrats and news media were up in arms. Oh, my God, Donald Trump asked Vladimir Putin if he's got any uh, evidence of wrongdoing by um, Hunter Biden put out. They were all there. But will they be as concerned that Hunter Biden was actually looking for millions from the oligarchies uh, around uh, Putin in the middle of the last war? Your thoughts on on the way this gets covered? Well, we know that only news organizations like your your own are going to cover this adequately. I mean, they have the records, you know, by their own admission, it seems they have everything that's on the laptop, right? Yeah. And uh, so what's holding them back on this? It would seem to me there's urgency in figuring out the nature of Biden's family relationships in that region of the world. And this is why I've highlighted the, the uh, connection between these corruption issues and Putin's decision-making when it came to invading Ukraine. He saw he had Biden's number. Does it mean that this corruption resulted in the invasion of Ukraine? No, but you can be sure it was part of the calculus that Putin and his advisors went through in deciding what the U.S. reaction would be because they recognized that uh, Biden was compromised. They knew he was compromised. The State Department knew he was compromised on these very issues because you know, we had uncovered documents where the Russians were, uh, the State Department were compl- was complaining about the Russians making fun of Biden traveling to Ukraine to fight corruption while his son's on Burisma's board. Yeah. And what the State Department said, oh, Burisma is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so the you know, Putin knew, knows what Biden's about. So when you got, when you know someone's on the take, are you going to fear them? I don't think so. Yeah, that's why we have these anti-conflict of interest rules so that we don't get into that circumstance. The Biden family didn't seem to pay much attention to them, though the people around him were noticing it, but pretty remarkable. But, but John, to be clear, those were bribes that were being solicited. Yeah. You know, those monies that were being transferred, there was no good business reason to do it other nope. than to take care of the vice president's son. And that's bribery exhibit A. Yeah. Such a good point, Tom. And you have been at the forefront with those lawsuits and FOIA lawsuits, helping all of us get to the truth on this. We're so lucky. And also, the ruling in California, historic, absolutely historic. We're so glad you can come on today and get us up to date on all these important issues. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, folks, that wraps it up for the day. So glad you could join us. So media news day. I mean, the Hunter Biden story in and of itself is an amazing story. The emails that suggest he was profiting or profiteering off of the first Russian invasion of Ukraine, targeting oligarchs pretty clearly. $200 million suggested that came from one oligarch. That's a big story. But then John Durham saying, hey, I got a smoking gun text message that proves the Hillary Clinton lawyers lied to the FBI. And I now consider this a conspiracy case. I'm going to prove that this was a joint venture to smear Donald Trump at the FBI and elsewhere. Those are big moments. Now, before we go, we have amazing advertisers day in and day out. Great new partners are coming aboard every day that make this show. John Solomon reports, make just the news, the website and the TV show possible. And one of them are my good friends and my new friends at American Financing. And uh, first, I want to thank them because they're a brand new sponsor here. We're so excited to have American Financing in our family, offering great products to you, our listeners, our consumers, our readers. And, you know, right now, everybody's squeezed tight by this inflation, which is getting bigger and worse every day. Gas prices up over four, maybe five bucks where you live. Food prices up 10, 20%, it seems like, particularly the meats have been tough. You can use a little bucks anywhere you can save them, right? Well, if you're looking to add that money to your budget, to your wallet, it's a good time to consider a mortgage refinance. That's what American Financing does. According to American Financing, it's an easy way to save up to a thousand bucks a month. I'll take that. Thousand bucks savings. I'll take that. Now, all you got to do to get started, call them for a free mortgage review. Think of all the possibilities and make your call to American Financing. If you start soon, you may even close your new mortgage or refinance in as few as 10 days. That's insane. That's fast. All right. Here's what you do to get started. Call. 866-890-7706. One more time. 866-890-7706. Or you can go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's pretty easy. AmericanFinancing.net. Finally, a couple of things here. Just remember this. NMLS 182334. That's NMLS 182334. Or NMLSConsumerAccess.org. All right, folks, that wraps it up. Enough breaking news, enough excitement. We'll have more on the Durham filings and the fallout from the Hunter Biden story on tomorrow's show. Until then, God bless you and God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics 
on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.